is Closer to the Fire from the Voice of the Martyrs Canada with a focus on the persecuted church around the world. I'm Greg Musselman. On this edition, we want to bring hope and healing to persecuted Christian women in Nigeria. The northern part of Africa's most populous nation is one of the most dangerous, if not the most dangerous place on earth to be a follower of Jesus. In 2021, according to Open Doors, and they do extensive research on this, found that more than 4,600 Christians were killed for their faith in Nigeria, and that number is probably a lot higher. Militant Islamic groups are determined to eliminate Christianity. These groups often target women, and they use kidnapping and forced conversion to Islam and marriage as ways to demoralize Christians. Now, during this podcast, you're going to meet four young women who have been traumatized by these militants, but they're now finding hope and you can be a part of their healing journey. We're going to tell you more about the trauma center called Mara's House in north central Nigeria in just a few moments. But first, I'd like you to meet one of these brave young ladies that I talked to when I was in Nigeria earlier this year. Now, by the way, we're not able to use the women's real names for security reasons. Eve was born into a nominal Christian home. But she had to convert to Islam when she was 12. That was after her father had decided to marry her off. Here's Eve's story. I was converted to Islam against my wishes, and I was trying to escape from being forced into marriage. While attempting to escape, Eve eventually was arrested by some security men under the orders of her father. They brought me to the police station. They called the men who my father wanted me to marry. They wanted me to accept the the marriage by force. After a pastor declined to marry them, Eve managed to run away. Eventually, she was recaptured and physically abused. They beat me. They tied me up for one day. There were many beatings. It was a bad experience for me. I was not happy and I was suffering. He wanted to sexually abuse me, but I managed to escape again. Eve's life continued to spiral as her father, who was upset that his daughter wouldn't marry the man he chose, disowned her. It was during this difficult time in her life that she had a life-changing encounter. Even though I converted to become a Muslim, I started having the conviction in my heart that I want to become a Christian. I started hearing a voice telling me from my heart that I should convert. And that led me to having dreams where somebody was telling me to follow Christ. Eve ended up having multiple dreams with the same message. Eventually, she sought out a local pastor to share what she had experienced. I went to a church and I met a pastor who led me to Christ. In that year, I was baptized in my new faith and I was engaged in church activities. This same pastor also suggested Eve go to Christian Faith Ministries for discipleship and skill training. I've come here and I am learning how to cook and prepare food. My prayer is that in the future God will use me to perform signs and wonders. I appreciate our brethren in Canada for how 
You are helping us in every challenge that we are facing. I pray that the Lord will bless you and I pray that the Lord will continue to watch over you. There's just so many challenges for these young women like Eve, but fortunately, there is a place in Nigeria for them to get trauma counseling and support so they can have a future. And that place is called Mara's House, which is currently under construction. Now, you may be wondering, why is it called Mara's House? Well, in the Bible, in the book of Ruth, Naomi returns to Bethlehem, and that was after her husband and two sons had died. And she said, don't call me Naomi, that means pleasant, but call me Mara which means bitter. Mara's house aims to bring joy and hope to these women who have had such a bitter experience. And that's with the love and practical help given in the name of Jesus. Now, if you'd like to help, you can go online to crossroads.ca slash Nigeria. That's crossroads.ca slash Nigeria. By the way, I will put that web address on the show notes. Now, here's more about the situation facing Christians, especially the women in Nigeria. These girls come from backgrounds where they've been through suffering that can be unimaginable in our context. Brutal rape, gang rape, child marriage at as young as 13 or 12 years old. Uh, it traumatizes a girl. Crossroads Cares partner Ruth Hodge is talking about the incredible trauma that many young girls that have come to their safe house have experienced. And much of it happens simply because of their choice of religion. Persecution in Nigeria is simply put, brutally violent. In much of northern Nigeria, Christians live under the constant threat of attack from Boko Haram, the Islamic State West Africa province, Fulani militants, and criminals who kidnap and murder with few consequences. While all citizens of northern Nigeria are subject to threats and violence, Christians are often specifically targeted because of their faith. Thousands have been killed, kidnapped, and driven from their villages. As a matter of fact, the majority of Christians killed for their faith in 2021 happened right here. Christians who convert from Islam also face rejection from their families, often pressure to recant their faith in Jesus. Sometimes they are violently attacked and even killed. The attacks and insecurity have also spread to southern Nigeria. I'm very proud that you're studying Crossroads Cares believes we cannot be silent in the face of violence and destruction. We're partnering with the Voice of the Martyrs Canada and Christian Faith Ministries led by Kent and Ruth Hodge to help vulnerable and traumatized young women find healing. Those that are fleeing persecution, conflict, kidnappings, and forced child marriages can now come to Mara's house to receive medical care, accommodation, education, vocational training, food, and biblical teaching. They need women to get beside them and help them recover from the shame and unforgiveness that's traumatizing and keeping them in prison inside themselves. We see that the most important thing here to, to help trauma people come through is love and the love of Jesus, the unconditional love, the, the, the real love that Jesus uh, gives to us uh, to, to share with others. That is the biggest thing that brings people through trauma. Crossroads Cares is thrilled to help empower Mara's house in its mission. 
as more and more traumatized women and girls arrive at their doorstep. We're helping to build a second floor, which will enable more than 200 women and girls to find help and safety. These women, when they begin to mature and grow, they go back to their communities and touch their communities with the gospel, with missions, with so many practical skills that they're learning here. Even low-scale medical skills that they're picking up and being trained here, they're able to bring them into communities. And so we're seeing communities transform. This is hope for the nation, hope for the region. As Christians, we have a call to go and to send. And these are the kind of people that the gospel must come to. The gospel is the power of Jesus in healing, healing our sisters and our brothers. The girls have been neglected. They need special attention at this time so they can become mothers to this nation and bring this nation through the trauma. Now, as Ruth Hodge said, these girls and ladies need special attention. They've gone through such horrible things. That's why Mara's house was birthed. Ruth and Kent came to North Central Nigeria 15 years ago, and that was to start a Bible school. But then they started to see all the needs around them, so the ministry expanded, and that now includes trauma counseling as a part of the healing journey. Now, the Voice of the Martyrs, we're pleased to be partnering with Crossroads Cares, that is the missions department of 100 Huntley Street, and also Christian Faith Ministries in Nigeria, headed by Ruth and Kent. Now, they want to finish the second floor at Mara's house to welcome the increasing number of traumatized women in the nation. More than 200 women can live here, but we need your help. Now, I've been to Nigeria a number of times over the years, and I've heard so many of these tragic and heartbreaking stories like the ones you're hearing today. It can be overwhelming, but we can help. That's why Mara's House Project was birthed. It is so much more than a building. It is a place where there's going to be incredible healing. As I mentioned, they need to have hope. They need to have a future, but they need the counseling so they can get healthy. Our next story is about a young woman. We're going to call her Rebecca. Now, while staying at her Christian aunt's home, she was learning how to be a seamstress. And then she had a vivid dream. And that changed her life forever. While I was sleeping, I saw a red light shining. The light was very far away from me, but I couldn't lift my eyes to look at the light. Two days after I awoke from the dream, I started having interest to go to church, but I was not yet convinced, so I had to leave my aunt's house. I went to stay with my relatives that are Muslims, and the voice kept repeating in my heart. Sometimes I would be walking on the road. I would keep hearing the voice that I had in the dream, a person telling me that he is the way, the truth, and the life. I couldn't keep it inside for long. I had to tell my relatives and they told me that they are going to return me back to my father's house because this kind of voice is only for Christians to hear. They were scared that I would become a Christian, so they resolved to turn me back to my father's house in the village. Immediately after I arrived, they started persecuting me because I was holding him in my heart. They beat me. They locked me inside their room. 
They refused to give me food and they persecuted me a lot. And within that persecution, the voice spoke to me that I should not follow their ways and that I don't deny Christ. From that time, I have made a strong decision. I was encouraged in my heart and from that time, I have made determination that I will become a Christian. Unfortunately, when Rebecca's family learned about her decision to become a Christian, they reacted violently. When I was trying to go out of the room, my grandfather held me from the back and he tried my veil to my neck and he pressed me down and I fainted. Later, Rebecca was ambushed by someone who threw stones hitting her in the eyes. When I had that injury to my eyes, I was very worried and I was asking questions and in my heart he said, He is the way, the truth and the life. When I slept, I had a voice telling me that I should leave the house or they will kill me. So from there, I had to run for my life that night and leave the house. Rebecca eventually found refuge at Christian Faith Ministries. She's now on a healing journey and for the first time has hope for the future. Having Mara's house being built here will help me because right now I have lost my parents because of my new faith. They have denied me. I've lost everything that I've had before, and this has caused a serious wound in my heart. Mara's house will serve as a place where I will be healed from every trauma and every pain that is in my heart. After I have become healed, my life will become better and I will believe God for my future. You know, when we hear Rebecca's story, it's tragic, all the things that she's had to go through. But then you also hear the supernatural part and how God had drawn her to himself and now has a relationship with Jesus. And we continue to pray that God will work in those ways that many will have that opportunity to hear the message of the gospel, respond to it, and come into relationship with him. And yet, There's so much violence. As I mentioned, more than 4,600 Christians killed last year in Nigeria. That means about 13 of our brothers and sisters in Christ, on average, die every day for their faith in Jesus. You know, as we've been hearing, not all those victims of the violence are killed. Girls and women kidnapped and raped and endure great suffering emotionally. Now, the next story is about a young woman whose start in life was not ideal. She was born to parents that were involved in idol worship. And Deborah only found out as a teenager that she and her brother were supposed to be killed and sacrificed to appease the gods. Here's her story. I wasn't aware that I was to be sacrificed until my mother told me. And the process for the sacrifice was first, my dad had to sleep with me, which he was ready to do, but I escaped. Normally, when they want to sacrifice a person back to the gods, they would take the person to the place, make a fire, and put like a bed on it, and they're going to pour like kerosene on it, and then set them ablaze. It was my mom who opened up and told me all these secrets that has been planned from before I was conceived. So after mom told me everything, she now advised that I should just run away to wherever I can. 
Deborah tried to get help from her uncles, but they insisted she marry a Muslim man as his second wife. After being forced into this marriage for three years and giving birth to a boy, she escaped in search of a better life. Deborah eventually ended up getting the help she needed from Christian Faith Ministries. I used to think that God doesn't like me because of all I've been through. I felt God was not fair to me. Now I feel a little better. I feel a project like Mara's house is very nice because people like me can come and speak out what they are going through and get help, be encouraged in life and start a life afresh. When you hear stories like Deborah's that she was told that she was born to be sacrificed to the gods, it damages the way you see yourself. But because of her relationship with Jesus and also the help and encouragement she's receiving in Mara's house, she now sees herself as a child of God with a future. Now, the reality is that some of these young teenage girls are always at risk of being taken away from their families against their will as young brides for Boko Haram soldiers. And that was a case for a young woman. Dorcas was kidnapped and married at the age of 12, and eventually when her soldier husband was killed, she returned to her village, hoping to have a new start and have a normal life. But one day, Boko Haram soldiers came to her family home, killing one of her brothers who had denied she was there. At that time, I was actually kind of contemplating suicide. So I was walking with rat poison in my bag, and I was going to take it and end my life. So that fateful day, when I went to the farm, I carried the poison. I was going to drink it. Suddenly, a man on a white horse appeared to me. He told me that I should stop what I'm doing and I should follow him. When I stood up to follow him, he disappeared. So that was the beginning of how I became interested in becoming a Christian. Later, after her vision of Jesus, Dorcas began praying to him. I was just praying and, and my brother heard my voice and when he heard me praying he came in, he barged into the room, when he saw me he started beating me. He beat me saying that he cannot live with an infidel under one roof. Dorcas's brothers then proceeded to kick her out of the family home. Fortunately, Dorcas found refuge with Christian Faith Ministries and began her new faith journey. Before I became born again, or before I came here, I was hot-tempered. I didn't know how to be patient with people. But through the suffering that I went through and my coming here, I was able to learn patience. And also I really appreciate God because when I came here, the only clothes that I had on were the ones I was wearing. Coming here, I've received plenty of help. People have helped me with clothing and even when I'm sick, they took care of me. Seriously, I have seen how people have been helping me. I am very happy, and I also appreciate these people from Canada. They have built this place for us so that we can resettle our minds and be healed. Dorcas had twins from a Boko Haram soldier, but tragically they died in the forest. She is now raising a four-year-old, and the mother of that little girl was also forced to marry a Boko Haram soldier and gave that girl to Dorcas before she died with the hope of giving this little girl a good life, which is so special. 
Now, one of the dormitories will be dedicated to moms with a space for their kids so they can get job training, counseling, and education they need to be able to take care of their children. And also in that area, older moms will be strategically placed there to help mentor and support these traumatized young moms. Now, if you'd like to help us provide a safe place for Christian women like Dorcas and the others you met during this podcast and helping them heal, please go to crossroads.ca slash Nigeria. That's crossroads.ca slash Nigeria. And again, all that information will be on the show notes. And to view the special that aired on 100 Huntley Street on Mara's house, the link will also be on the show notes. Thank you for praying. Thank you for supporting our brothers and sisters in Christ. And remember, the closer you are to Jesus, the closer you are to the fire. Mm-hmm.